Welcome to Mom Fashions, an honest discussion about the beauty and burden of motherhood. I'm Emily. And I'm Beth. And we hope these next few minutes encourage, inspire, and remind you that we are all in this together. This is Mom Fashions, a Fort Worth Moms production. Episode 37, What We Learned in 2020. Hello, Mom Fashions listeners. We are recording our last episode of 2020. And in true 2020 fashion, Beth and I are not in the same room. In fact, we're not in the same building. We're not even in the same part of town because the dreaded virus has mm-hmm. entered one of our homes. And so yes. we are on quarantine. Yes. So my husband was diagnosed last Saturday. Praise the Lord. He has had just a mild case. He actually came home the Wednesday before Thanksgiving with um, fever. So he did not spend Thanksgiving with us. He um, has been locked up in our room for nine days now. And that means I've been sleeping in my daughter's room for nine days. Hopefully not with her, but. Uh, It was for a few days. And then finally, a very, very wise friend said, why are you not putting her on an air mattress in her sister's room? And I was like, why did I not think of this? (laughs) Yes, but we are, we are quarantining. So we are each in our, our own closet today. Yes, we are. Okay, so we are going to think about and talk about what we've learned in 2020. And we've done several episodes as we've gone along about how just mothering and the pandemic in 2020 have collided and changed things for us, you know, personally. And we did make it to the end of the year. I don't know how much will actually change because we turn a calendar page, but, you know, there is this like natural season of reflection with anticipation for like new starts come January. Yeah. So I'm going to start off asking you, like, what is it? What's one thing you think you've learned? What's your takeaway from 2020? I feel like I should have processed and prepared for weeks and weeks and weeks. Right. In we order actually to needed to question. go to like excessive therapy sessions right? Exactly. before we could talk about it. Well, maybe this yes. will be our therapy session. It It very much is going to be therapy, I'm afraid, because there is... There's so much um, that has come out of this year. And I think for me, I found that having my kids home with me, like there is something just joyful about that and fulfilling for me. But at the same time, I am ready for them to go back to school. (laughs) So, um, you know, as much as I, I have loved this time and enjoyed it, and I think that was a surprise for me. Because I'm an introvert, and being an introvert as a mother um, can be very, very, very exhausting, as is all kinds of mothering. But when you're constantly being needed as a person that needs their alone time, I've been surprised at how much I've enjoyed 
the extra time with mm-hmm. my kids. And so, yeah. and, and how, how much I've enjoyed not being busy, you know, like, I, I know that you don't know. <laughs> you're laughing at me because you're like, shut up. That's not even nope. part of my life. <laughs> but for me, the slowing down has been um, really nice and something that I hope will continue into whatever is next. You know, I want to say 2021 because there is that like hope that, you know, the clock will tick over and everything will be right again. But that's unfortunately not reality. I would like that part of my new normal to stick, I think. I can relate to the part of, um, you know, when my kids were 100% home with me from March until they went to in-person school first of October. I really do feel like it was time with them I was never supposed to have, and I got to steal it almost. Like, it feels like stolen capture time that I got with them that bring brings me joy. Like, I wouldn't trade that, you know? Yeah, what's number one for you? Well, I have... Two, actually. One would be that I can do hard things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like before, if you would have asked me in January, I would have been like, yeah, I can do hard things. And I could have listed off some. But now, like, I can do like hard things I don't want to do. (laughs) You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's not that I have like all this oh, self-confidence in myself, and there's nothing I can't do. It's more like I don't feel afraid of hard things coming. Mm -hmm. Because if hard things come, this has given me like some mild markers to look back and say, well, I can survive it. It's like a grit, you know, almost. That if we have been able to stay together through all of this, like... Together in all the ways, like mentally, emotionally, physically, then that gives me hope, you know, for other hard seasons that are going to come in our lives. It's given me, I think, some grit and less fear. Mm, I like that. I love the word grit anyways. I feel like it's so relevant to motherhood. Um, You know, we talk about in our very first episode, we talked about offering ourselves grace as mothers. And so what is one area this year that you feel like you've learned to give yourself grace? That is a really hard one for me because I am not great at giving myself grace. I'm great at saying, well, you could have handled that better. (laughs) (laughs) And psychoanalyzing, like, what I should have done. I mean, I think just giving myself grace with my own expectations because I operate in a mental space that has pretty high expectations for myself and that often get put on other people without their request. Um. (laughs) So just sort of like lowering my expectations of, this is going to sound bad, but like what it means to be a mom, you know, like I need to do X, Y, Z to be a good mom, or we aren't able to provide X, Y, Z for them. And 
that kind of wraps up into like this whole notion I have been increasingly aware of is how much privilege I enjoyed around the idea of choice and how hard I would fight for choice for my family. For instance, like I think it's the best choice for my girls to go to in-person public school and to have one athletic after-school activity a week and once you get to second grade, one like um, skill set class. So it would it was gymnastics and piano, like kind of is what we would do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then also just like kind of these ideas about having choice about like, well, I want my kids to experience this type of vacation and this type of place. So we're going to travel here because I want them to see, you know, like I want them to see the Grand Canyon. Like it's very mm-hmm. different from what our area is like. Or, you know, I want them to go to another big city or I want them to do this summer camp. Like, you know, all these choices and things that were part of our lives was for me wrapped up in what I thought was best for my kids. And I had great luxury of being able to pick and choose what I thought would give my kids their best shot Mm -hmm. at life. And 2020 stripped all of that away. Having to accept the fact that this part of my kids' childhood isn't what I would have wanted or curated for them and having to accept that that was okay (laughs) and Mm. that really I was living in a lot of kind of like entitlement you know and just in some ways kind of almost a little bit gross you know of like how I wanted to barrel through life and like pick and choose, you know, yeah. and and not not that I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we will go back hopefully one day to piano lessons and gymnastics and that we'll get to enjoy the fun and experience of a summer camp. It has made me aware of the ways that I kind of felt entitled when those options were taken away from me, like out of my control. It really has been a year of just being stripped of so many options and so many choices. And I feel like in some ways for me, that has been, it's been so beneficial because I did a lot of things this year that I never would have done if I hadn't been forced to like stay home. Right. You know? And so I reevaluated priorities and how I spent my time and was able to not perfectly, you know, but able to focus in on things that I never would have, but always wanted to. Um, I mean, we went camping finally. So yeah, that's not Yay, something. you finally made it to the campsite. Right. You know, and that's been really sweet and something that we'll continue to do. And so it really has been a reevaluating of, you know, what we're going to put our time and energy into. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think you're grieving the most What do you feel like you've lost? Mm, I think I am grieving. I mean, honestly, I am grieving 
the negative ways the pandemic has changed my family. There are some positive ways that my personal family has grown closer and like more seen, I think, like knowing each other better at the end of it. But our stories are a bit different um, where you feel like you've had more margin. I have had a lot less margin. Like my husband, who is, you know, an infectious disease doctor, went from in March, you know, working 12-hour days, but a really hard stretch of doing like 11 days in a row, like two days off, 12 days in a row, and like three days off. You know, we had a really hard stretch of that through about July. But then, you know, we had the mask order take effect. So August and even September were more manageable. I mean, he, you know, was still working 12 to 14 hour days. But once October came and... You know, our community seems to really suffer from COVID fatigue and is really pushing to just forget that COVID exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, October and November and now into December um, is like it's unbelievable, you know, like. I remember being sad in July that he wouldn't really make it home for dinner anymore. And now I'm sad in December that he might not make it home for bedtime. And after a while, when you kind of have to keep this, you know, we are going on home at home here, me and the girls and doing the homework and doing the dinner and doing the bath time and you know, just trying to get tasks checked off with kind of the notion that we are doing all these things and keeping all these things up so daddy doesn't have to, right? We're trying to support daddy as he's doing all this. But you get to be where you survive, you're surviving so much that part of you starts to like shut down some just out of self-preservation. And I think the same thing is happening to him too. You work an 18-hour day, day after day. You lose patients every day to COVID. You have COVID patients that are in the hospital for six weeks. You're going in there every day to see them. Like, you know, at one hospital alone, he has 84 patients. To be able to go in and do that day after day without like mentally and emotionally like breaking, you have to start shutting off your emotions to survive it. I think that is happening to all of us. It was one thing at first and you sort of have adrenaline to get through it and survive it. But then the adrenaline wears off and you sort of have to find these like coping mechanisms. And I am really grieving and really trying to fight for, like, how I can slow this down. You know, like, Mm -hmm. how can I stop this happening to my family? And, you know, I think that is a part of the effects of coronavirus for first responders, essential workers that are really in the medical field and 
and see it up close and personal every day, that's something that is just not talked about because we're just now beginning to recognize it. You know, one of the things that I've learned about 2020 is that I'm not fully aware of how 2020 has actually impacted me and how it has changed me. There's a part of me that's like, I feel I feel so much better now than I did at the beginning of this. I have very bad just clinical anxiety and um it I just wasn't sleeping. I just wasn't sleeping and I was so worried and scared and didn't even really know exactly why. But I remember one night I just um I crawled under my bed and just laid there because my anxiety was so high and I was like, I need to be somewhere small and safe and just away from this. And that was like the only place I could think Mm of, you know, and, and I think, I think as mothers, uh, looking at our children and seeing the way that it's affecting our children yeah, and the fear that they have, um, we can't go to a park right now without my children running and screaming from any other human that might be within like a 20 foot radius of them. I mean, it's like, there's something kind of comical about it because it's, Mm -hmm. you know, they're screaming bloody murder and crying as if a monster just walked by. But there's also something that's so heartbreaking and makes me think like, how, how are we ever going to come back from this? You know, how am I ever going to be able to drop them off in a classroom again? Or take them to a church service or, right. you know, yeah. just the social um, anxiety that it's produced in them. Yeah. I mean, definitely there'll be a lot of relationship building to be working on if we can ever get, you know, to a point to where we can be safe and be together, mm-hmm. you know, with, with other, I mean, people outside of our family, but even, you know. Like grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and, you know, faraway friends. We joke about 2020 being a dumpster fire, right? Which is kind of my favorite image and feels very appropriate. What is one thing that you are finding true joy in right now? I referenced it a little bit earlier. It's just getting to know my girls better and on um, a different level. I mean, I just feel like I know more about them as a person and I will forever be like thankful for that. And also we've kind of entered a different stage, you know, like a six-year-old and almost nine-year-old. And we have like inside jokes now that from things that have happened during the pandemic and There have been a lot of moments when we are truly like laughing together because something is funny or somebody said something funny, you know. In some ways, I think we've become friends through this. What about you? Yeah, mine is really similar. And, you know, I feel like a lot of moms can relate. And I've seen a lot of moms just on social media post uh, similar ideas. But just being able to watch the relationships between my children and I, but also between them as sisters, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that may not be. And honestly, they have fought more than, you know, 
than any anything and ever before. But um, they're also they're also becoming friends where I am enjoying getting to know them and building a tighter and deeper relationship than we had before. I'm also enjoying watching them. I mean, that and my chickens. Oh, yes. Her, her real chickens, not fake. My chicken. real chick, not fake chickens. Real yeah. chickens. We yes. did. We got chickens through the pandemic, yes. and I think half of the world did as well. Um, right. But I am, I am really enjoying yes. chickens, chickens and sourdough bread. Oh my goodness! I did try the sourdough thing. Did you try? Did you ever try to bake anything during this? <laughs> <laughs> I am not known for enjoying time in the kitchen. However, my husband has had a sourdough starter going since probably April. Wow. And when he has a day off, he often makes something from it because cooking is something and baking is something that relaxes him and he enjoys doing it. It's the, I always say it's like the chem, he was a chemistry major. It's like the chemist coming out in him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's very, I feel like cooking and baking is very scientific. And so mm-hmm. that probably is, is you know, something creative that he can do with that part of his brain. Yeah, he likes that's it. That's really cool. And the whole like, you know, sourdough, isn't it like yeast and bacteria? I feel like <laughs> yeah, he, totally he right up his alley. <laughs> if only we had a microscope, he could look at it. Well, we asked several other moms in our community what they have learned from 2020. And so we're going to let them share that with you now. 2020 has been a year that has strongly reminded me of the fragility of life, how fragile life is. And I know I like to feel like I'm in control and I like to feel confident, but the truth is life is so fragile and time is so fragile and everything is so fragile. And 2020 has been a reminder of how little control we really have in so many areas of our life. It's really been a reminder of that only God really knows the future and how little we really know of what's going to happen. I mean, a year ago, Christmas, who would have imagined what 2020 would have brought? But, you know, it's really just reinstilled just a faith in God in me in a deeper way and just trusting God with my future. So many teachers have had such a hard time getting a job for the last number of years or getting, you know, fair pay for sure. And now being a teacher, I mean, what a hard job. Bless those teachers. And being a nurse, I mean, what a sacrificial job and what a scary job even right now. And just, but no one knew what the future would look like. And we don't know the future next year. You know, hopefully COVID's not going to be a thing, but we don't know what else will be a thing. You know, we don't know. We don't know the future. No one would have imagined this could happen. I know right now we can't imagine our country could be in a war or something of this nature, but we don't know. And so it's just been a reminder to trust God with my future, to hold things lightly, to appreciate the everything about our lives and and our health and our relationships and our freedom and it's just been a it's been a reality check year and as hard as it's been it's been a good year to remind us of what we have and what we need to value this is heather enright and i'm a contributor for fort worth moms i was asked to share the lessons that i've learned in 2020 
And it's really hard to summarize because there have been so many, but I think the terms essential and non-essential are a good way to summarize. Since everything began in March, I've learned a lot about what is essential in my life, what are the things that are really important, and it's much simpler than I used to think it was. I need um, my faith. That is what grounds me. I need time to read my Bible and prayer. I've learned that it's essential for me to have some routine and some rhythm in my days and in my weeks, and that I can actually create those. Um, I can dictate that. While so much is out of my control, I can decide how my days flow and how my weeks flow. I've learned that creative time is essential for me. I'm a creative, so I've built into my weekly routine that on Sundays I rest after we watch church, and I take time to be creative, to doodle and sketch and hand letter. And this year has revealed what relationships are truly essential. It's revealed the importance of a good attitude and a positive outlook, and sharing that with my kids, leading by example. And our relationship with each other, of course, is essential. And communication, how are they doing, um, checking in with them and really talking to, not just high-level conversation, but just really being able to form better communication habits with them. This year's also revealed a lot of what's not essential, and I've realized that there's a simplicity that I can actually enjoy in life. It doesn't have to be dictated by a pandemic, but I can choose to say no to a lot of fluff and busyness and things that I was doing pre-pandemic out of obligation. I don't have to keep those things in my life, and I love those lessons that have been revealed in 2020 about what isn't essential. And I plan to take that with me, no matter how things end up, as far as a new normal when things are alleviated. I hope that I can carry all these lessons forward. And I hope that 2020 has revealed strengths in your own family, in your own character. Um, I hope that it's revealed things that you can let go of. I think we all hold ourselves to a standard that's far too high and it's my hope that 2020 has helped moms everywhere realize um, how much they can let go of. Facing trauma is awful, and suffering is real in every life. I think um, that's one thing I've learned in 2020. But imagine facing something without ever knowing any kind of previous suffering at all, no matter how small. Each challenge we face prepares us for the next and then the next. We need preparation for our next big thing, not to be too sheltered. Naturally, we know this when we come face to face with someone who has faced no hardship versus someone who's had many. The differences in those humans are pretty profound. 2020 has really taught me the value of family and close friends. Um, we've stuck together through this very crazy year um, and have still been able to support each other um, near and afar. And I am really happy to have learned that. As always, visit fwmoms.com to see the notes from this show, including links to products and content mentioned in this episode. And one more time, just in case you missed it, fwmoms.com. Fort Worth Moms.